Hello and welcome to Can't Find My Way Home, the podcast where expats from around the globe talk about the music and art scene in their adopted home. I'm your host, Craig. In this episode of Can't Find My Way Home, I was joined by Chance from the Berlin-based rock band Heavy Heavy. We start our conversation with Chance telling us how the band came to be, what his musical influences are, and the thriving rock scene in Berlin. We get into the band's latest album, I Think It's Permanent, and some of the themes that the songs cover, as well as Chance's first role in directing one of the band's new videos, we discuss Heavy Heavy's fantastic use of visuals. Let's talk of the recording process, the unenviable task of writing lyrics, the trouble booking tours today, how the band get their sound both live and in the studio, and a fun top five. Let's get right to it. Here's Chance. Yeah, man. Um, I really think that it's you kind of have a superpower when you have a bunch of people with different backgrounds and experience in a room. Um, it can take a little bit longer to kind of kick things off, kind of find your stride and find the way to work with each other. But like once you, once you do, what comes out is a greater uh, than the sum of your parts, right? Like it's uh, Linus, the drummer, is from uh, Finland, uh, and he's been in bands for as far as I know, as long as the rest of us. Um, We've also got Val, uh, who's from the Ukraine originally, and uh, but he's been in Berlin for about twenty years or so, and uh, so he's our he's our resident like, oh, I played a show over here, and I played a show over there, and I played a show over here before. So, but we're all the all the thing that we all have in common is we've we've been in bands for quite a while, and it's it's our it's our passion. It's the thing that we love to do. Was it uh, an easy meeting, like you were saying earlier, just before we started again, that you were in different venues and you saw similar people in the same place and you were like, all right, this guy, that guy. (laughs) Or was it, uh, you know, two people kind of put you together? Yeah, well, I think I kind of met them outside of of all the shows that I had been going to. Um, I'm kind of the guy that, like, goes to two or three shows a week and they're they're more like they they like to listen to things like of course they go to plenty of shows but like they're um anyway so we had a lot of a very we had a very similar taste uh we met from some forum board from some uh rehearsal space out in you know the boonies um, <laughs> and uh yeah we they they had some posting the story goes, I bought a guitar from a guy who I told like, Hey, I'm looking for a band. I'm, you know, as you do know, but he said, check this forum board of this rehearsal space. And I went there and I saw a post of a couple guys that were looking for a singer and a bassist in the style of Royal blood and Queens of the stone age and death from above and all these bands that I was like, Oh hell yeah. I love this sound. So I showed up um, for the rehearsal and we wrote one of our first songs and uh, I, they still haven't told me if I'm like in the band yet, but I'm hoping, <laughs> right. I'm hoping to hoping to get that that acceptance letter soon. <laughs> the conversation's yet to be had, right? It's yeah, a bit yeah. like, well, we'll we'll, we'll see. 
<laughs> but you turned up, you were the bass player and the singer, right? So you did most of the heavy lifting by the sounds of it. <laughs> the foundations, right? I always, I mean, I, I do it Royal Blood style, so I always like to give them the, give them shit about how I get, I get three uh, votes because I'm playing three instruments. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a nice segue in, uh, Chance. How about the, the influences of yourself? I mean, you come from a musical background. Uh, how did it all kind of start for you? I come from a musical background, but I'm also a musical kind of black sheep. Um, my dad is a professor of jazz studies in a university in the U.S. And uh, I... I was just talking with, about this with somebody the other day. Like I, I started listening to metal and just the the most rancid, vile forms of rock that I could find because it, it's something about it, like this just ability to kind of be, go the opposite direction. It just kind of it, it felt right to me, you know, and it and it it gave me kind of a lot of freedom and a lot of independence and and uh, ability to kind of shape my own self. And you know, it it just really stuck. Um, but you get into like death core. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think of no, some no. genres, and I'm getting too old for this. I, I, I was raised up in the. Uh, I was raised up in like the South, so mm-hmm. like while my parents were listening to like jazz and classical, and like all my family were listening to that kind of stuff, and then you know a lot of people in school are listening to like the hardest stuff is like Christian rock and country. Like yeah, I was I was often like under oath world and like a lot of these like you know like ancillary to the to the christian bands that they they kind (laughs) of did christian stuff but not really and then later on in their career they kind of they kind of were like yeah we're not really doing that anymore you know and so that was kind of my segue because i grew up in the south it was very it was a very religious place so (laughs) being a black sheep was 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 tough (laughs) on the other hand when you come out of it did I say more like yourself, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, whatever that ends up being, right? It's yeah. you uh it's part it's of the some, journey you gotta take. Right. Part part of it's part of it's like your surroundings, part of it is your just soul, I guess, right? So it's whatever combination mixes in before it freezes over on your thirties and then <laughs> and from, from twenty eight on, this is who you are for the rest of your life. You can't change it. <laughs> <laughs> That's all yeah. Well I've been twenty eight for a while now, man. So yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, a, a podcast for another day, I think. <laughs> M- middle aged men in Germany. There we go. There's a theme for a podcast. Uh, I don't know if it's been done yet or not, but anyway, I'll I'll, I'll keep it under my hat. Joe Rogan did it, I think, already. Oh, God, man. There we go. <laughs> Is that not like a South Park episode as well? Like the Simpsons did it? They did one of them, right? if I remember right. Yeah, shit happens, man. Uh, what are you listen to these days, Chanson? Has your musical taste, uh, as we do get older, we, we maybe tend to get into a, a whole realm of other stuff as well as what we were listening to as, as younger guys? Yeah, well, I've been listening to, holy shit, so many different things. Um, my, my main pick for the last, uh, couple of months for sure has been this, this kind of psychedelic, uh, uh, what are they called? Psychedelic indie band called Krengbin. Um, they do. Yeah. Yeah. I know who that is. Yeah. They just, oh God, I think it's another one of these bands that I discovered from KXP, which, Mm. Shout out Seattle. I love that place. Um, even though I left you in a 
cloud of fire, but um, listen <laughs> also a, lot a podcast to... for another day, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, listen a lot to um, kind of more modern metal. Um, I recently got into a band called Loathe. I've uh, been listening to a lot of Jesus Peace. Um, all time favorites that I can't will can and never will get away from, like all them witches, Emma Ruth Rundle. I always kind of go back to my my roots with my North Carolinian folk of the Avid Brothers. I'll even cycle in some some hip hop like Aesop Rock, Action Bronson, Zarface, MF Doom. Man, there's it's it. The list goes on and on and on. I keep finding awesome local bands here. Like I've been listening to Holtz. Saw them at a show recently. They kick ass. Uh, Dooza, another incredible band. Um, man, I could go. I, I, so what is the rock scene? It's a very long way again to the point. Right? This is my forty. Yeah. What, what is the what is the oh, rock scene like in Berlin? And you, there's enough to keep you going. Holy shit! The rock scene is one of the best in the world here in Berlin, and I I love it. We have a very very tight knit group of bands and folks that you'll see at these shows that'll fill out a good medium sized venue every day, every week, every week, twice a week. Um, the main problem that we're facing in our scene is is uh, venue shutting down. Venues being, you know, too busy to be able to book local acts. I think local acts are having a really hard time booking things right now. Um, but aside from that, it's it's a really open and um, accepting community that, like, music comes first, you know? Like, folks are just there to have a good time, hug each other, laugh, have some beers, and listen to great bands, you know? There's no... You know, there's it's especially in like the stoner psych and alt rock scene. Like we don't deal with a lot of the bullshit and a lot of the like drama and and just conniviness that I've seen in a lot of of uh, other like maybe more popular in a certain sense places that spring to your mind when you think of rock, like London and New York and these kinds of places. You know, it's open doors. Music comes first and. People are there to support it, and they they have open ears, and they're non-judgmental. I can't say enough good things about uh, about the Berlin rock scene. When we first, uh, when I first contacted contacted you a few weeks ago, you were, you invited me to a show, but unfortunately, we're in different we're in different parts of the country. But I was like, oh yeah, I told you I go to. A lot of <laughs> yeah, shows, was that I even like on a Tuesday night or a there. Thursday or something? It wasn't a weekend. It was it was a weeknight. Yes, so I was like, yeah, this this is a rock and roll man right here, you know. <laughs> it doesn't matter what night it is it's it's time to rock you know yeah man it's you know we're 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 ready to go out to shows and uh we're people are ready to like just be in that that feeling and i think that we all that's that's the that's the main thing it's like everybody loves that live music feeling and going out and it's it's just such a you know you think of berlin and you think well of exactly clubs, i was going to say know, that people yeah, right. going out clubbing We've got that, man. We've got that for for our for our rockheads too, man. Like it's 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 the same vibe. Like we're that's what you come to a city for is to to kind of find your scene and and go do what you love. You know? Tell us about the album that you put out last year. Would you? It's a full album. It was eight tracks. Yeah, yeah, full album, man. We've been working 
hard on that thing. So um, it took us about a year to put together. Heavy Heavy is a band that we we take forever to do anything. We're kind of like the you know the ends <laughs> from Lord of the Rings. It's like are you are you like procrastinators in chief? Like, do you have like a kind of hierarchy of procrastination or something? Like that, you know? It takes us a long time to do anything. So if we're going to do anything, it better be worth taking <laughs> okay. a long time to do. Right. So that's kind of our I don't know if it's if it's a if it's our philosophy or a curse, but yeah, we took a long freaking time on this album, but we're very proud of it. Uh we think it's it's definitely we we've we for our last material it's it's been a lot of trying things out and and delving into different sounds and i think that this album really is like we finally found a direction and we're we're setting off in this course and so what we're really excited about is is you know all the folks that we've kind of gathered around us and that have, you know, given us so much awesome support, like we're starting off on this journey now. It's like, this is chapter one with this album and next up is, is even, you know, brighter, bigger. Better things. Uh, the band's been together a while. Eh? I read on your, your bio, was it 2018 you got together? Yeah, I guess it's 2018. Yeah, we. I mean, you, just when like you I mentioned it, takes a while to get. Yeah, I was going to say this maybe. All but yeah. say all all good yeah, things exactly. to all good things come to those who wait, right? We should tell the yeah. good people the name of the album before we for, before we dare I say it, forget. You know? <laughs> right. So our album, this is heavy, heavy, right? And our album is called "I Think It's Permanent." <laughs> now, is there? A, I was so going to say, have... is there any? Um, so, no, maybe not subliminal meaning. That's not the right way to answer. <laughs> Ask a question. Is it subliminal meanings? I don't even know you yet, you know? So it's like, you know, uh, is there any real meaning behind the, the name of the album or the, the origin I of mean, it? Coming from a band with a uh, ridiculous name, uh, a very dorky, kind of goofy, dumb name, um, we, we kind of we've built our identity around the juxtaposition behind serious subject matter, serious things. And then also kind of the like nihilism of being just like, but it doesn't matter. Like, it's fine. We're all going to die. We're on a rock floating around in space. It's fine. So like, I think that kind of tongue in cheek style of just saying, you know, whatever kind of pops to our mind and not taking it too seriously, except for when we do take it seriously is, uh, is kind of this combination that we've been, we've been, uh, we've been dealing with. So I think it's permanent is like, I don't know. It just gave, it just gave us the right feeling. Cause you know, when you're, you're either writing songs or you're coming up with ideas and then there's all these, Sometimes band names just happen or song names just happen or there's a name that or a lyric that's been around there forever mm-hmm. and then you just kind of haven't found the right place for it yet or where to join it to mm-hmm. make it all make sense. But uh... I mean, I think a lot of our songs, especially on this album, are dealing with concepts of mortality, morality and and the unknown and addiction and and just really heavy things and it's kind of that you know it's kind of one interpretation of it and like i can only interpret it because this it's you know it's art like 
it's not mine. Like it's, we created it and it's just like, okay, what is this thing? One interpretation maybe is just like, okay, I think it's permanent of like the kind of that despair of like, okay, well shit. Now, uh, how do we deal with this, with the gravity of, of kind of dealing with, with what, okay, what, if, what have I been doing? What am I doing right now? What am I going to do? It, I feel like a lot of us in in our kind of our age are just grappling with this feeling that uh, you know, look, we've gotten to where we are now on whether it is sheer luck or just kind of faking it till you make it. And now with a lot of these topics, you kind of become aware of it. You can't just like shrug it off and bounce away from it. Like you kind of have to like give it credence and, and think about these things. It's like, shit, I can't just laugh this off anymore. It affects me. It's, it's some, it's, it's, it's something that I need to take seriously, you know? So maybe it comes from that. One of the tracks on the album or that I saw the video for Tyrant. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about that? I love the videos on the, the website, man. They're, uh, well, YouTube and all the other places yeah, where yeah. you find them. But uh, they're really different, really diverse. And we'll maybe talk about the dorky one a bit later because it's it's <laughs> it's class, man. It's it's really good. Oh, it's, got a border, so it's got a Border Collie in it as well, right? So I, I've got a Border Collie here at home. So it's like, yeah, it's got an Australian oh, Shepherd. If yeah, I it's an Australian Shepherd. Indy, come on. Come say hi. Okay, he's he's not really <laughs> he can't be bothered. near the he's camera, just, he's just like, and yeah. I don't want to knock out the uh, interface again. Anyway, um, yeah, Tyrant. It's funny you mentioned that one because uh, it's my first time directing kind of a major video. Um, I spent a geez, a solid six eight months kind of coming up with a lot of the ideas. Um, my intention with that is I wanted it to be like a comp it, i wanted to be a, a like three different black mirror episodes you have you seen the oh, show yeah, black yeah. mirror on netflix i wanted to be like three of those kind of on a theme mashed into one video where you see like little hints of something that might be going on and it zooms out a little bit and you see like oh okay this is this is this is what's you know, happening in this situation, this, this character, this environment. And then finally you zoom out and it turns itself on its head, you know? Um, but yeah, like Tyrant, the, the song itself, you know, uh, tyranny rings in the dark and it's plague is haunting me. It's, it very much made me think of kind of where our society's going, where, we're like typically the feeling that I've been getting is we've evolved and evolved and created ourselves these niches in society so far that people have gotten to a point where they don't see how their work and the things that they do affect other people around them. And so they feel lost, right? They feel like, why am I doing this if I can, cause you know, it's, it's, it's so far from like hunter gathering mm -hmm. is where you say, it's like, Hey, if I don't do my job, somebody dies, you know, it's on the opposite end of that. It's like, if I don't do my job, the world spins can like arguably better, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and trying to reconcile that with the, with the system that's got us so much progress and so far in technology that now it's alienated those that it's meant to help. So it, it just, 
kind of a lot of these binary, you know, you know, clashes of, of, of different types of ideas and people. And what is, what does it mean to live a life now is I've, you know, I, I was hoping to kind of portray that in, in a, in a way that was kind of interpretable in a couple of different ways, you know? The, I noticed that you name checked the, the people who, the friends of yours, maybe who filmed it or they did the, the color gradient for it i really like the use of uh, of that to to make it look different you know to have this uh, certain aesthetic to it yeah i mean i think when it comes to video and, and trying to bring a visual element to an audio experience it's it's extremely important to like really be cognizant of your intention and to hire people uh, and work with, with people that you know that are really good at this. Um, the indisputable best, the masters of color right now in Berlin is a, a group called Sector 7G. These guys are wizards. These guys are absolute wizards. They, they will sit gear that they use and the, and the, the way that they you know, uh, are able to play with color and visuals is unprecedented. So you give them a, you know, a, a, a song and you tell them your intentions and some of the things that make that song, you know, special and characteristics and they'll, uh, man, they'll go wild. But when you're shooting video, you have to, you're, you're limited a little bit more than, than like when you're creating visuals from scratch, you want to like set an intention and try to light for that. And then once you have the lighting set up, uh, you have to kind of hope for the best that you can pull what you are intending out of that. Um, so it, it really helps again to work with folks and that that know what they're doing. Um, so we worked with a videographer with a lot of things called uh, Matan Kedar, and Matan is he's like folks go hire him. Matan Kedar Cinema, I think, on Instagram. Um, he's, he's, he's just really good at what he, what he does. So we spent a lot of time planning. I said, Hey, look, I want to have these two colors be kind of the, the precedent, you know, I'm really into like cinema and, and, uh, you know, VFX and this kind of thing. So I'd love to, to like see how color affects a scene and affects a mood. Cause just like our sound and we're trying to set a mood there, it's, you got to extend that out to the color and the visuals as well. So we're learning. It's fun. <laughs> well, it, it complements the music perfectly, man. You know, it's great. It looks fantastic. Sounds great. And, uh, of course, it's always best turned up to 11 as well if we're just talking about the music <laughs> itself, which leads me on to uh, another thing that, that's on my imaginary list in my head. The recording process, then, since you were saying it takes a while to get things in going, was it, um, is the writing process a band thing and or do you take lyrics or how does how does all that bit work so recording process has been good lord uh it's been an experiment and we're almost to where we we know how we like to record we're almost there where there's a couple more tweaks that we want to try out before we kind of know what what the way that we can record best um but going back further to the writing process, writing a heavy, heavy song starts with, I 
am sitting here with a guitar and I come up with the riff and I send it on voice message over to the to the guys and they're like, oh yeah, it sounds cool. Let's let's work on that next practice. We turn that from a riff into a song, and that can take anywhere from a couple of practices to we've we've had songs that we we couldn't get like right for months and months. And it's months. just the way it is, right? Some things yeah. happen more naturally than others, right? In this kind of yep. context, you- sometimes we'll keep grinding at it. Sometimes we'll drop it. Uh, but once we have that that finished up, uh, then I, I do vocal melody where it's just kind of like just nonsense words. Like it's re- you really kind of got to like do this. Ex- I hate doing lyrics, by the way. So <laughs> like you got to do this. exercise. It's like someone gotta, has to do it. You know, you're like, OK, yeah. all right, well, fine. You, I, I try to like kind of go into this this strange place where I'm just making the sounds that sound right and sometimes those turn into words and sometimes those words turn into ideas which turn into the theme for the song right always the theme for the song comes from like when i'm listening to this what does this tell me you know without any lyrics so i try to kind of like translate that into lyrics um we'll iterate on that and then as soon as we're done we in depending on if we do a single or if we do an album we uh we put all that together and record you know all all of your uh, stuff was uh, recorded in Berlin. You went to different studios, or you did the demos at home or in the rehearsal room, and then took it to a studio somewhere. Or? Yeah. So for the most recent album, we would always kind of get it right in the rehearsal room, record it on whatever we had in the rehearsal room, so that we could just kind of hear it and and iterate on it and listen. You to got it your rough week. guide kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then once we finish that, we'll record a demo version, which is just, you know, like drums in the room. And then I'll come into my studio, which we're, I'm in right now, and do guitars, bass, vocals. And that'll be what we bring into the studio um, as our guide. Because what we want to do is like, hey, look, this sounds great. Let's try to get this, but cleaner, better, more um better performance so that we when we're in the studio we're not writing we're, we have a north star of, of where we're trying to go and if we find that we're able to kind of exceed that expectation that's like the best case scenario but if we can recreate this and hand the mix over to somebody who knows how to get it on a variety of platforms and understand how to get the things that we like about our mix better freaking perfect talk us through the the song stroke video or vice versa for a red canvas thing i've been saving this one for a while because it's uh dare i say it it's it's a masterpiece you know i mean that i mean that genuinely man you know it's when when, when you see it yeah should we give spoilers i'll let you be the judge chance it's 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 like giving spoilers for Die Hard. You know what I mean, <laughs> yes. like if you haven't seen it by now, you probably this this is an advertisement to go watch it. <laughs> Indeed, it is. Um, yeah, Red Canvas is one of our old songs. I'm not even sure you can find it on Spotify anymore. It's it's an old, a much older song, but um, Red Canvas, the song itself, is really about kind of the. I would say it's like about our natural tendencies to just continue self-destructive behavior 
just because we haven't really felt the consequences yet. You know what I mean? Um, this is kind of what we were talking about a little bit earlier. Is like, at least in my life and like my late twenties and soon to be early thirties, like a lot of the things that you can kind of just brush off and just plow through in life. You usually you get to a point where you're just like, I have to think about this. I gotta, I gotta like, I see how these things are affecting me and affecting people around me. And, you know, it's not just something I can just be like, boo, whatever. I'm going to bounce through life, whatever, you know? So anyway, how that, I, I wanted to create the character of what is the, the most unself-aware, just get through it kind of object of all time. And I was thinking, okay, a trash can. <laughs> what would the life of somebody who, just had to live as a trash can because they that's just their life right and they haven't decided to find a, <laughs> another way to not be a trash can right um how you get to that point might be a, another <laughs> bit more of a deeper philosophical discussion i feel yeah <laughs> yeah i mean i it's it kind of has a lot of parallelisms with alcoholism i think alcoholism is kind of one of these things that it's just this this it's 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 first and foremost something that I struggle with. I've struggled with before, continue to struggle with, right? This it's just like this easy out for life. It's so easy to just say, fuck it, I don't want to think about this. I'm just gonna drink my way out of it, right? And so if you take that to its its absolute nth degree, where you're just it's like I'm drinking myself into a life where I have the worst job of all time, which is to take shit from people constantly. And it's it just seems to be this like never-ending feedback loop where it's like you're stuck in it because the only way to cope from it is to do the thing that gets you stuck in it. And it's, it's, it's just, I don't know. It was something that was really triggering for me that I, I really wanted to like explore. And plus, I just, I thought it would be, absolutely hilarious to just walk around and be just like okay what what is what's the day in the life of a trash can especially with the berlin trash cans that they all have those like bright orange colors mm. and, you know so it's a little dark but <laughs> no, i think it's, like, it was, it's quite an interesting backstory to it indeed it's kind of like um when you describe it there and the certain kind of uh themes running through it because just as you mentioned it there you this ref is reflected in the you know the, the scenes in the in the video but of course there's there's bits of humor in there as well because it is it is funny seeing a guy dressed as a trash can and all of the things that you expect or not but yeah it's an interesting perspective now now you're getting you're you're starting to understand what i'm saying where it's like very deeply serious and troubling topic that we also joke about and don't <laughs> take too seriously but also we try to discuss and talk about and think about it but also poop bags in my face, you know? <laughs> so. The joys of having a dog as well, right? When you're just like, okay, man, this is, yep. this is what we got to do. He was featured in the video. There he is back. Now you can see him. There he is. <laughs> hey. <laughs> you want to be on the podcast? Just, he, doesn't, he doesn't speak any English, I guess. Uh, your plans for touring with the, the new album then? Oh boy! Or is it is this a, a work in progress? This is a sensitive say. subject, my All guy. Right. Um, no, it's it's we're we're working our hardest on it. I recently um, 
tried and failed to book a tour in March with a finale with a uh, festival that I was lining up with some really cool bands. The uh, the venues are they're booked out so freaking long. It's so difficult to get something, and the venues that are available are crazy expensive. And you know, as great it is to have a uh, like an underground kind of grassroots scene that you know it's just kind of all all of us hanging out at these shows and having a good time it's it's it it does make things tough to get get done financially right so it's a very like we 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 need to do things diy we need to do things very punk and um that comes with its own set of challenges so we're working very hard to get a a tour going but it's something in the last couple years has you know, happened post COVID that just booking has just become a nightmare. I was looking at our calendar for 2020 and 2019 when we were first starting shows and it was like shows were falling out of the sky into our laps, like every two weeks. And we're like, yeah, sure. We'll play this thing. Like it was easy. And now we're sending out hundreds of emails, working with dozens of booking agents to try to get something set up. And it just, Oh, it's been a nightmare, man. It's a bummer. Yeah. I didn't really, yeah, as I said, a lot of the people I'm speaking from different musical genres and backgrounds and so on. So maybe as a solo performer or as a duo or something, an acoustic mm-hmm. set, it might be easier for venues and way easier. The kind of venues things, that you can yeah. book is just, yeah, yeah, exactly. it's so much easier. And I mean, when the, the kind of music that we play, we really require a, little bit more sophistication when it comes to the sound and that's completely at Mm. odds with the style of booking that we have to do right we need to have this kind of like do-it-yourself punk underground booking type thing but we also need a venue that can handle the kind of modernness of our sound and give give the uh the audience the performance that we intended and you know it's, it's 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 a tough one is this your first time playing in a trio or a band of this uh, length or length mm. of time, rather? Uh, do you enjoy playing in the trio? Do you enjoy being the front man? Yeah, it's funny. I um. Does anyone ever enjoy? <laughs> you know. <laughs> I don't know. I think. I think it's just always been a role that's like okay, music is paramount in my life. So, and I'm, I'm extremely goal oriented and driven and I really want, like when I have a goal, I'm not going to do anything but make the shit happen. Um, and so like that kind of lends itself to, you know, fronting a band. Um, I, I've always been kind of like guitar and singer. That's kind of been just my, my comfortable place. Um, you know, I've, I've, my, my role as a singer kind of has gotten more, uh, uh, you know, to the forefront than, than my guitar playing in, in recent years. But yeah, I've been in, in quite a few different bands, um, whether from like it being like my music that I've created and giving people parts to even like, I'm just kind of hopping along and subbing in as a, like a session kind of person for a tour. Um, and it's just, it's just a different, it's a different kind of commitment, a different kind of feeling. 
like when you when you take responsibility and it's and this thing is like it lives or dies by you it's that kind of pressure that really creates some beautiful things but it's also that pressure that can dampen your spirit at the same time where it's just like if it does like it's so much pressure and stress cuz like you you have something in your head and you want it to get out there and it's not in your control. It's not in your control, no matter how much you want it to. And if it's all in your control, then you got to be freaking sure that it's the right thing. And there's not a lot of people that have that ability to have a vision that, you know, on their own just is, is, is untouchable and, and, and original and, and compelling. Um, so for for things like heavy heavy like we love music we want to create music we want to play live shows and do big awesome things and uh the best way to do that is just find some folks that like the same thing that you do fill in the gaps where you can and you know do it. it off <laughs> right yeah is there um just the earlier you were telling us about the 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 live sound and trying to recreate that do you are you um I don't know. I'm a drummer, so I'll try to be as simple as I can with my tech questions. Like, do you do you go for a more simple approach? You know, a couple of pedals and plug in and get your sound that way, or are you a bit more of a uh, a layered uh, guitarist? You know, with your sound and your soundscape. Maybe yeah. that's a trendy way to say it. I don't know. <laughs> you know do people so, say that anymore? I don't know. How do you how do you create your palette? <laughs> you know, does yeah, it go to man. eleven? Right? You know, it's uh, yeah, man. I mean. I've, I've learned a lot about this over the years. Um, but okay. So part one, the sound, the live sound, and then part two, the guitar kind of into this. Um, so part one, the live sound, the three things that I feel are most important for, at least for us is the kick, the bass and the vocals. Everything else kind of fills in between that and creates what, what is our sound. Um, and then on the guitar side, a pretty, I think, unique thing to our sound that is derived a lot from our influences is this style of the rhythm guitar and the bass guitar being the same thing. So running into, so that's one of two ways is I run a bass into a bass amp and then octave up into a guitar amp, mm -hmm. or I run... Um, alternatively, I can run a bass into a guitar amp, not octave up, and then octave that down into a bass amp and kind of like play higher up. That shit's awesome. Sounds amazing. Is this what Royal Blood do as well? Am I getting exactly. my bands this is the Royal oh, Blood right. sound. Okay, yeah. And then more recently on this album, most of the album is actually on a baritone guitar that goes into a normal guitar amp, how everything is set up, and then octave down for a lot of the things into a bass amp. Um, and that sound has given me quite a lot to play with because a lot of how I write music and how I play in this project is single line, very like simplistic kind of writing, um, so which lends well to kind of tracking and octaving down into a bass amp. Because if you play it just a full on, you know, like a G chord, into an octave pedal, it's going to be a nightmare for everybody involved, um, especially if you're trying to get those low bass frequencies. Um, but yeah, I mean, we've we've learned like lower mids is my rhythm, higher mids is is Val's guitar. We want to get a lot of kick 
from uh, from from Linus and have the vocals be kind of uh, carve out space everywhere else for the vocals. Excellent, man. Have you got a practice night set up? Do you get together every week, or yeah. it's diff- difficult to get together when everyone's working and get you know life going yeah. on and all that? Do, do you have a set night? Yeah, I mean, for all of us, um, you know, music is is one of our top three priorities, right? Um, job, family, music. Um, I'm lucky my family is a little furry dog, so so it's a little it's a little bit more flexible for me. But yeah, we work we work really hard. We spend a lot of time in the music space. We spend a lot of time making sure that the performances that we give live are um, uh, you know, worthy of the audience that we're, we're playing to. Um, especially since like, you know, where our music is very complicated, it, you know, and when it doesn't sound complicated, it's, it, trust me, it is the way that we're trying to get it to do, happen. So we're, we're trying to kind of make sure that we can give a performance that's worthy of the, of the things that you're hearing on the album, you know? Have you got some live videos on YouTube as well? Yeah, I'm. We're our live music videos are okay. I, I'm not sure if we've spent quite a lot of time trying to make that happen. We've always been kind of focused more on getting a music video out. Um, and when we're when we're playing a show, like I prefer having it feel like something special feel like like people can go there not be behind their phones and and Mm, not just like i'll just watch this later or whatever i want i want the live experience to be something where it's like us all together experiencing this this you know chest shaking um energy pumping sweaty feeling you know you can feel it coming through the floorboards you know yeah yeah, right and it doesn't really translate to live videos all the time but i don't know maybe i'm just being a shithead (laughs) yeah Uh, so the first one would be a guilty pleasure someone we might be surprised that you enjoy listening to it's not really a necessarily something to feel guilty or bad about but it might surprise us who you might guilty pick. pleasure oh my ultimate just feel good guilty pleasure it's it's my ice cream for breakfast kind of band is pine grove pine grove is just uh as soon as it starts playing it's just kind of like melt in your chair it's just oh so great it feels it feels guilty to me good answer uh, i'm going to let you into a secret i don't know who pine grove are but when we finish when we wrap this up i shall go and check it out and i'll i'll, take, I'll let you know if it's an ice cream for breakfast moment for me too yeah take a listen <laughs> to the song orange i think you'd like orange That'd be great. cool that's nice when i get these uh little nuggets of uh, things that i don't i don't know uh tell us someone you don't get then someone you maybe think is over Rated, overhyped, or you just musically, you're just a bit meh. Overrated, jeez, that's tough. <laughs> I hate to talk shit about it. I know, and I don't, I don't mean, I don't mean it from like a oh, I hate that guy, you know. But just like some people are all about, 
Hang on, let me look around. Let me look around. Let me cheat a little bit. Let's see here. I don't know. Harry Styles? <laughs> I don't really know any of his music, though, no, so me I can't too. really say. The songs I've heard don't really have any great hooks, or at least not to me. You know, if it's a great pop song or whatever, I'm like, cool, you know, it's good hooks and melody and all that things you yeah. need for it. But uh, he yeah, seems well, to be a bit more interested in how he looks or how he comes across or he's an actor as well right so maybe that's his thing i don't know yeah i think that's that, that's what i i've i think i say that because i i was i was watching some youtube video where he there's like a i don't know like drama about him just being a complete asshole on a <laughs> movie set i don't know what the movie is but just being a just a jerk and all these other actors who's like there to do acting and he's just just like showing up and being like screw these guys and starting all this shit so all right know, overrated I, that sounds good to me we'll go with that one man. How is that, you, know? <laughs> you can you can always uh, message me later if you come if you think of anyone was, else and i'll add it, was it an in. easy it was an easy shot i think oh yeah <laughs> uh, go to karaoke song chance if you're in the mood Ooh. for it i would say uh oh dragula by rob zombie because <laughs> like i i so i was in um Seattle and I was learning like I was getting actual vocal coaching from mm-hmm. somebody who because I wanted to learn how to do the overdriven vocals like the knee like the hit mm. burn down it you know like so you can really get that like overdrive on it mm. so that's a good way to kind of let let the uh horses loose a little bit <laughs> what was my next one a favorite a favorite venue excuse me a favorite venue either a place you've played or a place you've 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 seen some some great acts, or it could be somewhere you played with. Zukunft der Mastkoits. It's my it's my my home. It's I love the place so much. We uh, we were all we were all were very worried for a long time because they were in threat of shutting their doors down. But um, it's looking like they're they're going to be able to construct a new place right down the street from where they were. So everybody needs to go and find the Zukunft der Mastkoits. Um, it's like a GoFundMe. Donate. It's This place has just dozens and dozens and dozens of local bands and touring bands that are in the scene that I'm, that I'm heavily involved in. So it's, it's, whew, it's super important to, to kind of support these places so they don't close like the rest of them. <laughs> well, that is, it's... Uh... A sorry state of affairs, but that's the reality of yep. of uh, the the state of the business, right? It's just yep. trying to keep your head above water. And anywhere in the states that you recommend, like since you were seen in Seattle, or from oh, your from yeah. your time in this in the Seattle, uh, there's a couple good places. Uh, Black Lodge is great. Um, Tractor Tavern is fantastic. Good God. Um, Anything but the Vera Project. <laughs> all right, cool. So these are all places that people might have never been to, but, yeah. you know, Google's a great thing, right? You could go yeah. in there and you can have a look and see what people are saying about it. And you're like, all right, cool. I'll, I'll put it on my, my bucket list, you know, if that's if that's your thing. Last yeah. question for you, Chance. Who should we be listening to? Tell us someone that maybe we're not aware of and you'd like to kind of, uh, you know, put it on our radar. This is this is my area of, of of love. Okay, so I'm gonna list off uh, 
I'm going to list because I know I know you're only supposed to give one, but I can't give no, one. No, no. I think you can list as many. It's, the floor is yours, sir. Berlin is an amazing place for music, y'all. Okay. Yandal, Zen Bison, Caustic Minds, Android Empire, Black Sadu, Birgit Jones, Riot Spears, Subzen, Shovel, Crackbum, Karsk, War with the Newts, Red Scale, Isoscope, Sova, 24-7 Diva Heaven, Zooka Zoig, Zoig, Scream of the Butterfly, Peace, Aptera, Operators, Zeitdriver, Sheev, Cannabineros, Tears of Fire. There you go. Bravo. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to, when I listen to this back, I shall put them all in appropriate links. Or if I, if I can't, yeah. If you I'll... check, if you check uh, Heavy Heavy's Instagram, or not Instagram, or Spotify, mm -hmm. and you scroll down to artist playlists, you'll see Berlin Rock. Cool. All those bands are worth checking out. It's a beautiful, beautiful scene, man. Fantastic. Chance, thanks for your time tonight, man. It's been an absolute blast. Thanks, Craig. Thanks so much for what you're doing for the uh, for the music community and giving giving some some folks a voice and talking to these people. I think it's 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 uh, it's been a pleasure. It's been thanks, fun. man. I appreciate that. Tell the good folks where you can uh, where they can find you and your your band's music. You can find us anywhere where you can stream music. Um, where I mean Spotify. We also have Bandcamp. So heavy heavy Berlin .com. Um, there is a little bit more direct way to kind of support us as artists. You can find us on Instagram, find us on Facebook. We're very, we're very, uh, uh, social connected. So we can, we're very online. We don't do a lot of vinyls, but we redirect all our energy into making videos and making, you know, making sure our socials have everything updated and interesting content and all that fun stuff. That's, that's what the kids are all about, right? It's the, yeah. you've got this ever decreasing attention span to deal with and people are like okay you know show me what you've got and then they move on they, they was it they swipe onto the next one or scroll or whatever it is yep then it's gone right <laughs> so, and on that bombshell right so there's there's my natural scottish pessimism coming in so i can't help it man chance thanks again man it's an absolute thanks, blast Craig. good luck with everything mate appreciate it thanks Thanks for making it to the end of this episode of Can't Find My Way Home. Check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all those other places where you'll find podcasts. See you in the next one. Cheers.